Fox, inside low left, Eric Williams. Dr. Steele, there it is. Dr. Steele the ball. Dr. Steele the ball. He's the all-time leader in the history of the game. 2,311. Stockton, left to right. Over to Carvalho, 50 foot of the base. Yes, Stockton the ball. Stockton with the ball, front court left. He looks to Carvalho. He's got him low. The mailman jumps it. Shot up. It's in. Russell will inbound at half court. Uh-oh. Stockton, open three. Hit it! John Stockton sends the Utah Jazz to the NBA Finals. Welcome into Home Court Press. This is your host, Brian Priest. Find me on Twitter at bpriest24. We're recording this Thursday morning, December 12th. The morning after the Jazz defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota, 127-116. And it looked like... For one game, at least, some of the Jazz bench issues and passing issues may have been solved. We'll take a little bit of a deep dive into this game and look at what they they were able to do to be successful last night on the road, coming out with that victory. Jazz are now second in the Northwest Division with a 14-11 and 11 record, only one and a half games behind the Denver Nuggets, who sit at 14-8. and eight. And have lost three straight games. So with a soft December schedule, hopefully the Jazz can capitalize on some of the success in last night's game. But let's go ahead and get started looking at these things. So the Jazz come out on top in 127-116. And really, when you look at the numbers, it was because of the bench. A lot of fans have been looking at the bench as the soft spot on this team. Not quite getting what we expect from Emmanuel Moutier, Jeff Green, Ed Davis, some guys like that. But last night, it seemed like things turned around, at least for one evening. George Niang, incredible night. He went three for three from the field, three three-pointers, ended with nine points. Jeff Green also had a good game. He was three for six from the field, had 10 points on the night. Ed Davis only scored two points, but ended up plus 12 on the night because of his defensive effort. Emmanuel Moutier had maybe his best game of the season. He's been doing a lot better the last couple games far as he's still got that scoring prowess and able to get to the bucket, but his ability to find the open man the last couple games has really been something that's important for the Jazz in that backup point guard role. He ended the night with 13 points, 4 of 7 from the field, made two three-pointers. Uh, that's an area of his game where he tends to struggle, so two for three from the three-point line is great to see. Moutier also had five rebounds, Two assists on the night, but it just his ability to move the ball was really helpful. Also had two blocks, so really excited to see that production from Emmanuel Moutier. As far as the starters go, Donovan Mitchell looked like he was playing at a different level last night. He scored 30 points for the Jazz on only 20 shots, shooting 65% from the field, 2 of 5 from the three-point line. Only got to the free throw line two times. You'd like to see that number increase, but he ended the game with five rebounds, six assists, only had two turnovers. And with Mike Conley out, Donovan Mitchell playing a lot more of the point guard role. That was that was great to see from Donovan. You're really excited about that. Joe Ingles, after a slow start to the season, had a, a great night. He's really come into his own with Mike Conley being out the last four games. Ingles had 23 points, 9 of 14 from the field. Three of six from the three-point line. Ended the night with five rebounds and five assists. And then Rudy Gobert also was a mainstay in that starting lineup. 20 points, 
8 of 11 from the field. He had 16 rebounds. Rudy's getting back into that double-double situation we've seen from him the last couple years where night in and night out you can expect a double-double. With some of the Jazz rebounding struggle, not struggles, but just not having as many rebounders as they have had in previous years, Rudy's rebounding numbers have been huge. 16 boards last night. Also had three assists on the night, two steals and two blocks. I felt like watching the game he had about five blocks, so I'm not sure where those numbers came from. But I mentioned how the the bench was really the catalyst last night. It's interesting looking at the plus-minus numbers. I know that plus-minus for one game isn't necessarily a a know-all, be-all type of a statistic, but if you look at the starters, Donovan Mitchell had the best plus-minus at a plus-five, followed by Joe Ingles at plus-two. The other three starters, Boyan Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal, and Rudy Gobert, were all minus-one, but it's the bench that was incredible. Emmanuel Moutier, plus-15, Ed Davis, plus-12, Jeff Green, plus-12, George Niang, plus-12. Just awesome to see from that bench unit. They've been much maligned so far, and they're really, hopefully they can continue to step it up and carry this team for a little while. Uh, Not sure how much longer Mike Connolly is going to be out, but if Emmanuel Moutier can keep putting up these good numbers, as I mentioned, 13 points is just awesome in 22 minutes. You love to see those numbers. It's, It's fun to watch the bench. So a couple things that have really stood out to me. Uh, when it comes to the Jazz and some of their struggles this season and what's different from previous years when they've been successful. Passing the ball. They, there's been a lot more ball stopping, it's my turn, your turn type of offense. And in previous years, last year specifically, the Jazz averaged over 310 passes a game. And that number is down almost 30 total passes. They're they're passing 283 per game, and I don't have the numbers for last night. The NBA hasn't posted them yet, but just watching the game, I, I would say it's probably safe to say the Jazz got well over 300 passes. And it was, it was awesome to watch. I mean, you, you look at the, as a team, the Jazz had 23 assists last night, and that's, that's the number where the Jazz need to be at. On the season, they've been averaging 21 per game, but when they really struggle, you'll see them get 15, 16, maybe 17 assists in a game, and it's they're just not moving the ball enough. I, I mentioned that my turn, your turn kind of a thing I, I've been seeing with these new players. You know, they'll come down on offense, Donovan Mitchell, you can tell he's going to take a shot on one possession. And then on the next possession, the ball might get swung to Boyan Bogdanovich, who hasn't touched it in three or four possessions, so he's going to take a shot. And then when Mike Conley has been healthy, it's it's been his turn. And with Joe Ingles in the starting lineup, I I really feel like things have started to change a little bit. Ingles has been moving the ball very well. He's always been a, a good ball mover. Uh, he takes good shots, makes smart plays for this team. And it's just it's it's fun to see. Fun to see the uh, that change. Last year, the Jazz averaged over 310 passes per game, and this season that number is down almost 30 to 283 passes a game. And while that may not seem like necessarily a lot, that's a huge difference over the course of a game to be passing the ball that much less. There's been a lot more ball stopping, and while the numbers aren't up for last night specifically, I've got to imagine, having watched that game from start to finish, the Jazz passed the ball well over 300 times last night. The bench was moving the ball a lot better. There was one possession in particular where where I remember Emmanuel Moutier just dribbled too much. 
Uh, he took three or four dribbles and then started to back his defender down, ends up taking a, a bad 16-foot contested jump shot. But outside of that one possession, I don't really remember a a possession where the Jazz didn't move the ball, where they didn't work together as a team, and it was great to see because that's what they're going to need to do to be successful. When Mike Connolly returns from his hamstring injury, he's another guy that's a, a good ball mover, and these guys just... They're, they're still building chemistry. They're still learning to work together because they've got so many guys on this team, I've talked about it in the past, that have been number one options in the NBA, have been guys that their their teams have always looked for to create shots and points, but they don't necessarily have to create as much this year. They need to rely on the system to move the ball and get those open looks because they are there in this Jazz offense if you move the ball. If you hold on to it, you you dribble too much, that's when the, this Jazz offense gets shut down. And it, in the previous games, it's been the bench unit, especially where that is, has been a struggle, and that wasn't the case last night. It was great to see. It was exciting watching the Jazz come out, get this win against Minnesota. So they'll return back to Vivint Smart Home Arena on Friday night, 7 o'clock against the Golden State Warriors. Warriors pulled out a victory against the Knicks last night in overtime. I believe the score was 124-122, but the Warriors haven't been a good team this season, so hopefully the Jazz can come in and build on this strong performance against the Minnesota Timberwolves and continue working toward their postseason dreams for this season. Thanks for joining us on Home Court Press.